0: Welcome to another edition of the Nashville Women's Health Podcast. It's your host, Amy Bailey, and I have a special guest with me today. I have Jen Lukogeek, and this is such an honor because she is not just a pelvic floor PT, but she is also a health coach, so a woman after my own heart. Hey, Jen. Hey there. I'm so excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. It's so funny that we've kind of connected the way that we have. I always say on my podcast and in my social media posts that Nashville is so blessed to have so many public health physical therapists, but you and I didn't even know, I didn't know you existed until we both entered the same health coaching program.
1: I know that's actually how we connected.
0: <laughs> so I think that's really cool. Well, give us a little rundown of your bio so everybody kind of knows who you are and what you've been up to.
1: Absolutely. Well, I'm a Nashville gal born and raised here in the great city of Nashville I did my PT school at Belmont University and graduated in 2011 with my doctor of physical therapy. Um, So I've been treating women's health um, issues in Nashville for about the past decade now. And um, over the past year, I have been through a women's health coaching certification through the Integrative Women's Health Institute. And I'm excited to have a new sort of skill set to be able to offer to the women that I treat and to also branch out into some new areas.
0: I think they mesh so beautifully. And that's what I hope we can get across to the audience today. Just how well health coaching and physical therapy blend and how we can really bridge the gap there.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Tell us a little bit about your clinical practice.
1: Yeah, so in town, I work at a great clinic. It's called Susan Underwood Physical Therapy. We're over in Green Hills and we have just a really great group of clinicians. It's a really fun clinic. We've got um, a women's health specialist, which is me. We have several orthopedic PTs. We have some dance medicine specialists um, who actually take care of the Nashville ballet, which is fun. And then our fearless leader is Susan Underwood, who is just a really amazing woman who is very skilled and very sought after with craniosacral therapy. So it's a, it's a fun place to work, and I feel lucky to have such wonderful coworkers.
0: It makes a difference to have a team. I'm all alone, and I remember what it's like to be with a team, and there are so many benefits to that.
1: Yeah, it is um, really a great place. You know, we're a little bit different than your traditional physical therapy clinic, too. I think a lot of people, when they think of physical therapy, they think of like a big open gym and everybody is sort of, you know, in the same room working together. Um, One of the things that sets our clinic apart, I think, is that um, each of the therapists, we all have our own private rooms and we treat our patients one-on-one from the beginning of the session to the very end so we're really able to give individualized personal and really mindful treatment to our clients
0: i love that one of the big questions i'm going to get asked is do y'all take insurance
1: we do take blue cross blue shield and medicare and then um, we have private rates available for those who are out of network
0: wonderful I love hearing that. I like having that um, hybrid model that I can refer to. Yeah. Yeah. How long have you been with Susan Underwood? So I've been there for about four years now. Okay. What led you to pelvic health? That's a really good
1: question. And such a fun question, I think to ask all of us who are in this specialty, because there's so many neat stories. Um, you know, I got involved very early in my career. My first um, job out of school was working at results physiotherapy, and I had um, a co-worker there who specialized in women's health. And so early on, I sort of got to see what that specialty looked like, and I got to see what a big impact we could have on women's lives. Um, so about a year out of school, I started working with women. And since that time, I've pretty much specialized in women's health issues. Um, and it's just, it's just so rewarding because as you know, women who are having problems, you know, with their pelvic floor or chronic low back and hip pain, I mean, it just has a huge impact on their lives overall.
0: Yeah. And I get people, and I'm sure you do too, that have been to so many different specialists and nobody has been able to just get to that one spot. They're like, I'm a little bit better, but I'm not fully better. And then they come to pelvic PT and it's just the one piece that's missing a lot of times to help them.
1: Yeah. I think, you know, when you talk about the pelvic region, it's really a complex area of the body you know, you've got and you've got a doctor for like each different organ, you know, so women who are having problems with their bladder, they go to their urologist, women who are having pain typically go to the gynecologist, women who are having bowel dysfunction, they might go see the gastro doctor. And so you have all these different specialists working up pelvic pain, but there's not really a standard workup for that. So I think the stat is on average, you know, women see five different doctors before they enter the doors of a pelvic floor physical therapist. And, you know, we're the ones who really sort of have that lens of the musculoskeletal system. So once all the big, bad, scary things with the organs have been ruled out, you know, we can really look at how is the back influencing the pelvic floor, what's happening at the hip that could be influencing the pelvic floor and the pelvic floor musculature is really involved with the bladder function, the bowel function, the sexual function, it's an integral part of the core stability system. So a lot of times we are sort of putting all the various pieces of the puzzle together. Um, and it's, it's just really rewarding when we are able to help those women who've been searching for a long time for an answer.
0: Yeah, it really is, especially the people that come to us with pelvic pain, because they are really the ones that have been through so many different doctors.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, again, going back to that quality of life issue, you know, it affects so many things, a lot of women who have pelvic pain have trouble sitting. And so, you know, they're not able to work normally women who are having urinary problems you know might often stop exercising or feel like they can't play with their kids the way that they want to play with them so it's it's great to be able to have such a big impact um on how women actually live their lives
0: yeah and you brought up some important things that don't have anything to do with postpartum i think a lot of people think oh i don't see a pelvic floor pt until after i've had a bunch of babies
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I think one of the other big things is most people, well, your listeners do, but a lot of women have no idea that pelvic floor physical therapy even exists. And so we have a real barrier to access um, for reaching women because, you know, if a woman doesn't have a friend or a family member who's been to pelvic floor physical therapy or their doctor doesn't tell them, then they don't even know that there are services that you know, could potentially help them.
0: Yeah. That's been my thing the whole time. Let's just get the word out. Yeah. Like many people don't know we exist.
1: Yes. And thank you for the service that you provide to the women of Nashville, because it is so important.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's where my heart is, you know, and I, I don't know about you, but I started working in pelvic health before I had any pelvic health issues. Uh-huh. I was in pelvic health before I had any children or any incontinence or any pain with intercourse but I saw the need and I saw women get better and yeah. I saw clients who wanted to get better. Like there were so many perfect pieces for me that filled my soul that I'm just like, we have to get the word out there.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I do love that most of the patients who come into the clinic, like they're ready and motivated Yeah. to change. So they're great and fun patients to work with because they already have that fire in them
0: to get better. Yes. Yeah. I know. I keep saying we need to get to people before it's that 911 call though. We need them to understand there's help before there's a problem. Yeah. to Even recognize a problem.
1: Yep. Instead of it being a Hail Mary, like this should be an early intervention.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. Wonderful. Well, everybody knows how much I love pelvic health PT, but let's dive into some health coaching.
1: Yeah, Absolutely. absolutely. I think, it's such like a great compliment to what we do as pelvic floor physical therapists and just working with women in general, you know, I've always been interested, not just in the one symptom that a woman is coming to see me for, but really looking at her as a whole person and taking a very integrative approach. Um, so health coaching has been a really good sort of complement to the clinical skills that I already had. And just being able to better care for women as a whole.
0: Yeah. You know, I say that people know what to do, they just don't know how to do it. And
1: absolutely.
0: It's just filling that gap for them and they have the capacity to heal. Uh-huh. They just need a guide to do so.
1: Exactly. Um, I say that all the time too. Like it's easy to know what to do, but to figure out how to make those changes in a sustainable way where you, really changing your overall lifestyle is, you know, a big challenge and, you know, it requires support and it requires somebody, you know, by your side, encouraging you if you're down and bouncing ideas around with you. And, um, it's just, you know, it can be really powerful,
0: um, in terms of transformation. Yeah. You said when we sat down for coffee, when was this, maybe over the fall? can't remember now but our COVID it years- early fall late summer <laughs> yeah our COVID year is distorted time I was hot so yeah it had to have been like summer but you told me and I was super early in the program at that point and you told me it was going to change my life just mm-hmm. going through the program and learning how to be a coach and it has like it has transformed my life and how I do things and I think I used to be a very intentional person and then I got busy with life and momhood and womanhood and whatever, and lost some of that. And this training has taught me to be more intentional again with my life.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, I think a lot of us as women, especially, you know, us who work and we have kids and we, you know, we have all these plates that we take pride. We're like keeping them all in the air. We're juggling everything. We're pros at multitasking. We kind of are, you know, wear it as a badge of honor. Maybe that's out of necessity that we're all so busy But it's important to sort of intentionally decide, you know, what do you want on your plate? (laughs) What do you want to spend your time doing? What are your priorities? And then I think one of the biggest things that I've taken from the coaching program um, is just how important it is to have support, you know, to have a community around you, a support network around you. Um, We don't all have to invent the wheel ourselves
0: yeah we don't have to be super women and do it all
1: yeah unless we choose to intentionally
0: (laughs) but then having people to lean on while we do it all (laughs) yeah and to
1: have resources and you know as i start to work on i'm working on building a program right now within my health coaching um, role and There's so many things that I don't know how to do, like all the tech stuff of building a website and, you know, maybe earlier in life, I would have really wanted to like figure all that out on my own. And now I'm like, you know, who do I know that can help me with this process?
0: Yeah. Yeah. Delegate that out. I paid someone to do my website for my clinical business. And today I was trying to edit it because I needed to add in some new things like my newsletter. Uh Uh-huh. And all of the backend things are so hard. Like how do I plug in a link in the back end to connect, to convert kit, like all these things. And I'm just like, I can figure it out. It's not that I can't. It's just, it's going to take me eight times longer than someone who's good at that, you know?
1: Cause time is valuable, you know? Yes. And so sometimes if you, if you can find someone to make things more efficient for you, you know, that can be definitely worth it.
0: Well, and that's one thing I've learned through this coaching program too—is just being able to say, you know what, this isn't where I need to put my time and energy. There's someone who's better equipped to do that, and I need to spend my time on the things that I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep, absolutely. Awesome. So you're through
1: the coaching program now. I am. I graduated in December. Oh, that's huge. Yep. And um, I'm currently working on my first program, which is a program for women who are having overactive bladder symptoms. Um, And I think, you know, a lot of women have these symptoms and don't even realize that it's,
0: you know, sort of dysfunctional. Hey, run us through some of the symptoms just in case people don't know.
1: Yeah. So the common symptoms would be frequent urination, which, you know, is going more often than every two or three hours. Um, Having really strong sudden urges to go to the bathroom and with or without leaking sort of on the way to the bathroom. And then the other symptom is nighttime frequency. So getting up more than two times a night to use the bathroom. So a lot of women experience these symptoms, and it's one of those sort of common themes that we hear: that oh, this is just normal after you have babies, or this is the price you pay <laughs> for having babies, or
0: I just have a small bladder. I hear that I just
1: have a small bladder. Um, this is inevitable as we age, and the fact of the matter is, there are some really effective treatments that you can do and a little bit of education goes a long way. So I wanted to take the information that I give to my clients in clinic, and create just an educational piece with a couple health coaching calls along the way to make sure that people are on track so that more women have this information. I mean, this, there are up to 40% of women who are having these symptoms. And it's a lot. And most women think that they either have to put up with it or they can do medicine or maybe there's a surgery and they don't realize that there's actually a lot they can do to help manage those symptoms.
0: Yeah, a lot conservatively without having to take a medication with side effects or go yeah. under a knife or a laser. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And actually, you know, the American Urological Association, their first line of treatment for overactive bladder is conservative behavioral intervention, which is what we as PTs do so well. Um, And I think it's just hard because when women go into their doctor, you know, complaining of these symptoms, the way that the practices are set up, they just don't have time to provide that level of education. And even if they are able to give some information on handouts and those types of things, you know, you sort of fall back into what we were talking about earlier is it's easy to know what to do, but how do you actually make those changes?
0: Yeah. And so coaching allows you to go back a week later and ask somebody, hey, what exactly does this mean? Or how do I do this? Or I'm having trouble in this area.
1: Yeah. Or I know I need to do X, Y, and Z, but I just can't seem to figure out how to actually do that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about what this program would look like then. How long is it? How would people access it?
1: Yeah. So it's going to be predominantly online. And um, there's going to be two to three coaching calls along the way. There'll be a call at the beginning to make sure that we're getting the right women in this program, you know, because I want the women who get in it to be really successful. So there'll be kind of a strategy, strategy session at the beginning to make sure, you know, A, yes, this is a great program for you you know, B, go see a pelvic floor PT or C, maybe you need to go see, you know, your physician to, you know, have some screening in place beforehand. And then once you're in the program, it's going to be about four to six weeks of online modules. And those will be videos that, you know, women can watch at the time that's convenient for them. Um, And they'll be, again, a few coaching calls sprinkled throughout the way so that we can make sure everybody's on track.
0: I like that with the videos because if they don't receive the information or the entirety of it the whole time, they can go back and re-listen. Like, I know she did this, but what exactly did that mean?
1: Mm -hmm. That's great. And there'll also be some handouts with you know sort of highlighted information that you can print off and have it if you just want to like, you know, keep it in your kitchen or keep it in the bathroom and reference back and forth.
0: Yeah. So real practical tools to help people get through an overactive bladder.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the goal. I mean, so many women who come into the clinic have this symptom, whether they're in there for that specific problem or not. And, you know, over the years I've heard time and time again, like, why don't more women know this information? I wish all women knew this information and you know, there's only so many pelvic floor PTs in Nashville. There's only so many women we can see in the clinic. And so this is, you know, my, my way to try to reach more women to really get the word out.
0: I think it's great, honestly. I did the math. I'm a super big geek. And one day I did the math on how many PTs there are in Tennessee and how many women there are in Tennessee. And then I just estimated how many pelvic floor PTs there are in Tennessee. There's no way in a lifetime that we could reach all the needs of the women. Number one, we need more pelvic health PTs, but offering health coaching to provide the education and accountability and support is mm-hmm. only going to help these women with whatever their needs are. Yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, so many of the women that we see, they have such complex issues and oftentimes chronic issues that that's where that lifestyle management piece can be really powerful for helping support what we do in the clinic with behavior change as well.
0: I mean, how many times have you seen it in the clinic where you do one visit and it's mostly education and not even yep. a lot of hands-on and they come back the next time significantly better?
1: I know. Yeah. Yeah. We, don't always, <laughs> we
0: don't always need to put our hands inside to help people. <laughs> right. Right. So well, what? We, go ahead.
1: Sorry. Well, I was going to say, um, for any of the any of your listeners out there who are having um, any sort of those overactive bladder symptoms that we were talking about earlier, the frequency, the urgency, the strong urges kind of leaking on the way. Um, if they go to tame your um, I've got a free download for my top tips on getting that urge under control.
0: I love that. So, tameyourbladder.com, and we'll put that in the show notes too. So, okay, can great. you can go back. But yeah, that's awesome. What made you decide to go to choose that area of expertise for your coaching program?
1: The overactive bladder piece. Yeah. So, again, I think it's just the sheer volume of women out there who are having these symptoms, and they just don't think there's anything they can do about it. And You know, I'll have to say, even though we see a lot of women in severe and chronic pain, women who are dealing with urgency and frequency, like they're really bothersome symptoms. Mm -hmm. Like when you have to use the bathroom, like when you're feeling that urge to go all the time, it's incredibly distracting from anything that you're trying to do. And, you know, it can prevent women from exercising. And you think about, you know, the effect of that over the lifespan. I mean, that's huge. Yeah. It can definitely affect a woman's sexuality. You know, if you're worried about your bladder problems, it, you know, makes you less likely to want to have sex or to be worried that that might trigger some of your symptoms. Um, and there's really good evidence that this behavioral education works well. And so, you know, I don't think there are a lot of programs like this out there. And I think it could really help a lot of women.
0: I agree 100%. How many times have you heard from your clients that say, well, I don't drink a lot of water, because I'm scared, I'm gonna to have to go to the bathroom.
1: Exactly. And think about the effect that has of chronically sort of dehydrating your body over time. It's also, even though it's, it, it makes sense, logically, it's, totally counterproductive to the, to the urinary problems. Right. Yeah. And that's where, you know, people don't, don't realize that a lot of your bladder control is a learned behavior. And so I want to teach people, you know, what they do have control over so that they can get on top of these symptoms and not have it bother them for the rest of their life or have to be on a medication that's got side effects for the rest of their life or just think they have to put up with it.
0: Yeah. Or not want to go on long car rides or not go to the movies. Although I don't know if movie theaters are even open right now. (laughs) I
1: know, I know. Or not, you know, or be able to go on a car ride without having to hear, oh, how many times are you going to stop this time on the, we have to stop again to go to the bathroom
0: yeah, Yeah. (laughs) gas station and who knows where. Yeah.
1: Yeah, (laughs) this program is going to have all the tips on there. Like, what should you be drinking? What should you not be drinking? What are healthy bladder habits? What can you do to sort of retrain your bladder back into um, some normal patterns? So, which is why I called it tame your bladder.
0: I love the name. It's so catchy and so true. Yeah. And most women don't even know what normal is. How they should go, how much they should go. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a huge piece in, in need for education.
1: Yeah, so normal is about every three to four hours in your younger years, maybe about every two to three hours as you get older, you know, once or less at night. And your urges, you know, those are just signals, they're not commands to go to the bathroom. So you should be feeling in control of your urges and not, you know, rushing around worrying you're not going to make it. So if you have any of those symptoms, listeners... Just know that there's something that you can do about it.
0: Yes. You got to reach out to Jen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Reach out to me and I'm happy to help.
0: (laughs) I love it. I love it. Is there anything else you want to talk about while I've got you captive here? Anything you want my listeners to know about you, about what you do about pelvic health in general?
1: Um, Sure. Well, I mean, I love helping women. So if you're in Nashville, and you need some help, come see me in the clinic at Susan Underwood PT. If you are having issues with overactive bladder, urgency, frequency, check out my program at tameyourbladder.com. And really, you know, my big ask of your audience is to help with your mission of spreading the word and let, you know, your sisters, your friends, the people at your gym know that pelvic floor physical therapy exists and that there is help for a lot of these problems that women are experiencing.
0: Yeah. And that's what we love to do. It's not a taboo area or shameful. We hear this on a daily basis and we do what we do because we want to help. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people, they say, Oh, I bet you've never heard this. I'm like, no, I've probably heard of something similar, if not that, and gotten pictures late at nights. <laughs> and, right. and I love that.
1: I oh, want Piki is a safe place yeah. for all those questions, all the TMI. Yeah. So, you know, again, urinary problems, bowel problems, sexual dysfunction, chronic low back pain, chronic hip pain. You know, if you're if you're a woman and you have had low back pain and you've gone to PT and it hasn't helped you in the past, go see a pelvic floor PT because the pelvic floor, in addition to the urinary bowel and sexual system is also just an integral part of the core stability system. And actually this fun fact, um, I was reading this study that talked about how incontinence and abnormal breathing patterns are have a higher association with low back pain mm. than obesity and physical inactivity.
0: That's crazy. Isn't that amazing?
1: Yeah.
0: yeah. Things that people don't know. I mean, we see it daily, you know, yeah. just connecting the dots. It's all one body and it's all connected. And the pelvic floor is a huge part of that. Yes. Absolutely.
1: So I would tell your listeners, don't resign yourself <laughs> to a life of pain or a life of leaking reach out to a pelvic floor PT, reach out to me, reach out to whoever is local in your area. And if you need help with that, you know, there's resources that we can provide you with and get the support that you need to live the life that you
0: want to live. I love it. I love it. Anything else you want to add about health coaching before we go?
1: Yeah. You know, I think that's a new area. And probably a lot of people have no idea what that really means. Mm -hmm. And so I like, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this too, but you know, I like to think of health coaches as sort of guides. So health coaches, the main role is not to tell you, you know, what to do and come up with a really detailed plan. Our role is to really support and honor a woman and trusting that she knows already, the path that she needs to be on. And certainly, you know, we're here to help brainstorm and come up with ideas, but our real role is to support change and do it in a way where a woman's not just experiencing a short-term change, but really a transformation. Yeah.
0: For me, it was a complete flip in my way of thinking. I thought as a PT, I'd held space for my clients. And I thought I had given them enough room to share their story Mm -hmm. because i had given them more room than other providers had. Right. Wherever I was looked at as the expert and I was there or still am, this isn't the past. I'm still a PT, (laughs) um, to tell them what to do. Right. And with coaching, it's really just listening to them and teasing out what they're saying and, coaching them really to come up with their own plan of what to do with their lives. I'm not the expert. They're the expert of their lives. I'm Mm -hmm. just the coach or the guide, the support system, like you said, to help them say it out loud to themselves. It's amazing when people kind of have those realizations. Yeah, absolutely. Or, you
1: know, even something as simple as like a home exercise program, right? Like I can tell you to do this exercise five times a week, this many reps you know, but how many people actually like go home and do that consistently? So, (laughs) you know, helping our clients figure out, okay, like what is actually doable for you in your life? Like how much time realistically do you have to commit to working on, you know, your physical body any given day or week? Okay. 10 minutes a day all right, let's work with that 10 minutes a day. Like, what is your biggest priority? You know, what do you want to focus on first? You know, because when you put it in that client's hands of, okay, this is what I can commit to, they're much more likely to commit to doing it. And you show that you're listening to them and you're holding space for, you know, what is their life really like when it comes down to the practicalities of it? And you start the focus with the parts that are most important to them. And of course you still use your clinical expertise, but it is, it is creating a space for them to be an active participant in that process. So they have that internal motivation and that empowerment to really get the ball rolling. Mm-hmm. That's how you create you know, sustainable change.
0: That's right. I was talking to a client yesterday and her goal is to get more core stability. And she, we were problem solving some action steps, how to do that. And she had some good ones. And then she threw in, well, I could run two days a week, but I don't really like to run. But if I get home at this time, I can, I can do that. I can put on my shoes, but I don't really like to. She said three times to me, she didn't like to run, but she kept trying to put that in there. <laughs> and uh-huh. So I had to, to tell her or ask her, do you like to run? She's like, I don't like to run. Uh-huh. Why are we putting that in? Because she thought she had to. You know, she thought, well, this is a way to get my core stronger. I should put running in here. Don't put something in a plan you don't enjoy doing. And I think sometimes we even miss how we feel about things and just having somebody listen to us and draw out those things that we're saying that we don't realize we're saying.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I love to get people to connect with their bodies too. Okay. How do you, how do you feel when you think about going out for a run (laughs) You know, if you feel excited and bubbly, like that's great. If you feel like there's a lead weight in your stomach, like maybe there are some other options we have for cardiovascular health. Yeah. And, you know, always tie, when you're looking again at that sustainable change, always tying it back into the bigger why, you know, like why do you want to have better core stability? Oh, I want to, you know, whatever it is, be able to, you know, paddleboard. Okay, well, let's get you working in that direction. Let's create a program that's going to help you do that.
0: 100%. Yep. Tailor it to them. Awesome. Thank you so much, Jen. This has been great on so many levels. And I think just educating the whole population about overactive bladder too, because I think it's something that is not Shouted from the rooftops a lot of times. I think we hear a lot about diastasis. We hear a lot about leaking. Mm -hmm. Overactive bladder is not talked about a ton. So thank you for bringing that to light.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed this. And all
0: right. If you want to reach Jen, you can find her at Susan Underwood's Clinic and at tameyourbladder.com, and I will put all that in the show notes. All right, guys. Thank you, Jen. Okay, everybody, have a great week, and I will talk to y'all soon. Bye.